The Suicide Squad has been out in the world on HBO Max and in theaters for a couple of days now. So with that said, I'm going to be ranking all 15 members of the Suicide Squad in this movie. Hey everyone, welcome back to Movie Morning. We discuss all things movies, reviews, rankings, trailer updates, news updates, and all of that fun stuff. And today, I'm going to be discussing James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, but I'm going to be ranking all the members or characters of Task Force X from the Suicide Squad film. I'm, I would like to give a massive spoiler warning because this episode and ranking will include spoilers from the entire movie about some of the characters' fates, how they tie into the movie and all that. So a massive spoiler warning if you haven't seen the Suicide Squad. And with that said, let's get into starting the ranking. And also right before we get a start off at number 15, I do have to say some of these characters, now that I have given a spoiler warning, appear for like less than two or three minutes in terms of how much time they're on screen. So it's a, this was such a hard ranking to do. And some of these characters, I'm only going to be talking about them for like 20 seconds because there's really not much to say. And just to double confirm, massive spoiler warning, let's get into starting off the list. So coming in number 15 for me is going to be Mongal. The reason this character is in last place is not because of any abilities, but rather some of the characters who got killed early on, such as this character, again, massive spoiler warning, we haven't clicked off now. Um, she doesn't get any memorable moments. There's no hint at her personality, and there's no moments for her to really show off her character. And her death wasn't the most shocking or satisfying for the audience either. Number 14, Blackguard. This character was played by Pete Davidson, and he plays actually a pretty big part in the opening action scene on the beach in this movie. He's the person who sells the team out. He's the traitor. That makes him a standout character, but that does also lower his character in terms of my enjoyment of the character and how I view the character because he's a traitor. But he did have a few fun laughs when he was on the plane with Weasel and interacting back and forth with the groups. That's why he goes above number 15 for me. Speaking of Weasel, Weasel comes in at number 13. Again, he has some funny moments. He has a very distinct look and visual style and sound that he makes, played by Sean Gunn magnificently. And the way he speaks, the way he walks, and I just love that about his character. And that does bring him up a few spots on the list. And I do like that he comes back because he got killed before the battle even happens in a really, like, just, really, just, um, you know, dumb and and almost unsatisfying way. But that's kind of the whole point of this movie, to show that these characters are expendable and they're just using a used as cannon fodder by the US government. And Weasel was a good example of that, but since he is coming back, I would like to see more of him in the Peacemaker show. 12, TDK, played by Nathan Fillion. And this character has such a, again, unique in terms of this movie, as well as such a silly set of abilities that I really enjoyed and I liked the little moments Nathan Fillion got, got with humor on the plane while they were arriving on the beach. He has a really silly moment on the beach, and he has a bit more of a funny death scene than the other characters, so I kind of appreciate it was a bit different. It wasn't just all-out gore, and it was played a bit more for laughs. I enjoyed that. And also, the movie did actually hint that maybe he wasn't dead because he was in critical condition, which obviously is really close to being dead, but maybe there's a chance of this character coming back in the future. And actually, when the movie, when in the mid-credit scene, when it showed the beach, I actually thought they were going to bring this character back, and I'd love to see more of him, because I really enjoy Nathan Fillion and the small role he got here. 11, Javelin. The disappointing thing about this character is that he never actually even gets to throw a Javelin, but he did have some nice back and forth with Harley, and that does um, put him up a bit. But also, what puts him up is that his Javelin, this Javelin stick, I guess I could say, actually becomes a poor, important part of the plot, because it actually helps 
Harley to defeat Starro. And again, I like the back and forth they had at the beginning. And that it leads to some very important things at the end. So his character has more to do and also has a higher placement on my list because of that. Number 10 is Savant. Now, this is the character from the opening set of characters who die, who definitely gets the most. Obviously, he's played by Michael Rooker, one of James Gunn's friends. And he's the character to kind of the, the, the camera kind of follows throughout the first 15 minutes of the movie. And he's often the character we see the perspective from from the beginning. He's the one we get introduced to. He's the only character in this movie to get the bomb in his neck exploded. So that's, again, a unique death in this movie. And we follow the character in the opening. He's set up as like a man of action who is, you know, daring and, you know, he's a good fighter. But then he's kind of just, he kind of just turns out to be, you know, like he just gets scared when everyone dies and he just flees the battle. I like that little turn his character has. And he's one of the later ones to die. So again, we do get more of him. And because of that, he does come up with a lot of other characters. Coming into my number nine is Captain Boomerang, one of our returning characters from the 2016 Suicide Squad. Now, I would also like to say that I'm not including any appearances from before this movie. I'm not including Harley's appearances in Birds of Prey, as well as any of the characters returning from the Suicide Squad 2016 film. I'm not factoring that into this, but Captain Boomerang did get quite a few things to do during the battle. He got in some really brutal kills with his boomerang, and it was SC's boomerang used a bit more in a bit more of a outlandish way and used, you know, showed better. And also, he had a really good dynamic and fun personality on the play, and he stood out a bit, made some fun remarks, especially about Weasel and to Blackheart, and because that his character, in terms of personality, he does shine above the other other characters, and that's why his character is the one, is one, is the character who dies at the beginning that I think does stand out the most, but I'm still not including his appearance from the 2016 movie, and I'm glad that Jai Courtney's in a role that I think he does fit in. Unfortunately, we'll never see him again. Number eight is The Thinker. Now, I do actually wish that Peter Capaldi got a bit more to kind of show off the character and show a bit more of just him as a character instead of just being a plot device. With that said, he's very important to the plot and has some fun moments, and, he, and through him, we learn a lot of important information. I love the way he ties into the plot with Starro, and especially when that comes up about the American government with Rick Flagg. He has a great scene going back and forth with him. He's kind of the one who lay out all the information for us, and he unravels very interesting portions of the plot. And I do think Peter Capaldi was good. I kind of just wish he got a bit more to do in terms of just as a character, rather just as a plot as a plot device. Now, before we continue, I do want to say these top seven, I guess people can consider the main members of the movie. They're in it for the most. And I really struggled doing, the, like, figuring out who I thought was at number seven, who was at number one. And they're almost interchangeable in, like, every single spot at point. I could understand why anyone would have a character at number one or why someone would be at number seven. But personally for me, continuing on, number seven is going to be Harley Quinn. Now, like I said, I, I'm not considering her appearances in the other, in her, the other movies as are not, not factoring this movie. So because of that, I do think that Harley Quinn's a character out of the main members that actually does stand out the least for me. Also, she has the scene in this movie which I think drags the most, and that's the scene with the president. Again, that's not on the fault of the character, but rather on the fault of the writing. But it's the only section in the movie which, which drags, and that's what I think about. So that does drag her down a bit, but Margot Robbie's still fantastic. And she has some of the best action scenes of the movie, such as that one in like the, the, you know, that palace thing. And then she's, she's escaping using a javelin and a machine gun. So great, so phenomenally filmed. The music is fantastic. And when she's with the group, she interacts with them so well. And Margot Robbie's a big part of that. She's doing her own stunts. She has a great, great chemistry with all the characters 
she's with by, with by the end of the movie, and that's all fantastic. And she's one of our surviving characters in this movie, so I'm sure we'll get more of her. But because she's been in a few movies, maybe that's the reason why I don't think she stood out as much in this movie. But I like that she didn't overtake the plot. Number six, Peacemaker. And I'm so glad to finally be really enjoying John Cena in a movie role. He, he's perfect for this role, and he's so well-written. He gets some of my favorite dialogue and moments of humor in the entire movie. He gets some of the, you know, the funniest lines. The dialogue written from him is just so snappy and it's fantastic. I love his back and forth with Bloodsport and that scene where they're trying to one-up each other. And even the few of the interactions before that is one of the highlights of the movie. It's brutal, but also he is just, you know, he's such a douchebag and he's also hypocritical and there's all these things. And, and he even has a layer inside of him, which the movie kind of touches on, but they don't quite fully go into. And I don't really know why I put him below some of the other characters. Just maybe I enjoy them a bit more. But I loved the conflict he had with Rick Flagg where he was like, you know, his like moral views and comes into question a bit more when, you know, he doesn't want the information to get released because it's going to cause chaos. And even Rick Flagg's last line where he goes like, Peacemaker, what a joke. And I was really hoping the movie would explore a bit more and more about his character. But then he kind of dies, gets killed by Bloodsport. But he, he is returning in the end, and we will be getting to see more of him in the Peacemaker show. And maybe once I do see more of this character and see him explored a bit more more deeply, if I ever do like a DCEU villains ranked overall, he might come in a lot higher than some of these other characters once we get more of him. Coming into my number five is Polka Dot Man, played fantastically by David Dustmulcher in, in this movie. James Gunn makes you care, as well as David Dustmulcher, makes you care about such a silly character and he's a really dark character too in the movie despite having a colorful set of abilities which is very unique inside of this movie but even by the end of it he's kind of let loose in this really like gory and gruesome scene where he's just just absolutely just he's like you know where he kind of lets loose starts killing people in really violent ways and we learn about his backstory about the way he got experimented by his mom and i love how that pays off in the scene where he pretty much yells i'm a superhero and then he gets crushed right after that. And I, did, I would have liked the trailer not to spoil that payoff moment because as soon as he's, he's explaining his backstory in the trailer, I instantly thought, I mean, in the movie, I instantly thought of the trailer when they, you know, when they showed this scene. So I would have liked the trailer not to spoil that, but I love how it pays off and I like how he gets a heroic death that fits his character. And David Dustmulchen was great in the role and that's why he just about cracks the top five. Coming into my number four is Rick Flagg. Now this character got a massive boost from the first Suicide Squad movie to this movie. He's almost a completely different character, and I love that. He he has he has great he has better intentions than the rest of the squad members. He wants to do the right thing, he wants to release the information that the American government has been been hiding. And I just love that scene, the way he goes back and forth with Bloodsport. And Joel Kinnaman got a mass not Bloodsport, Peacemaker. Joel Kinnaman got a massive boost in this with the humor. He's a lot more lively. He's a less generic military guy. And he gets more to do, which I absolutely love. And also, he maybe had the most shocking and maybe probably maybe the saddest death for me because I was really starting to get um, alongside uh, um, his... get You know, like, really starting to love his character and then they kind of killed him off. And I would have liked to see him come back in the post credit scene. And I was kind of hoping it would be him who returned and not, um, you know, Bloodsport. I, I would hoping we'd get more of him. Maybe one day they might do like a Suicide Squad prequel or something. We'll get more. Maybe he is alive and we just didn't know that. I don't know, but I would love to see more of this character. I'm so glad he got a massive boost.
but he did have maybe the most shocking and surprising death in the movie, and I think that was a good thing, that they did have the guts to kill off major characters. Kicking off my top three is King Shark, played by Sylvester Stallone, and I don't, I don't think there's too much to say here. This movie gives you all the funny antics, the carn moments of carnage that you'd want from King Shark and what you know, his set of abilities are. He eats people, tears people apart, like we see in the trailer. And there's a lot of really violent stuff with him. But they also ground him a bit by, you know, making his character pretty sad when not having any friends. And I love how, you know, he and Ratcatcher 2 kind of have their moment. They, you know, they try to be friends. And at the end of the movie, they actually both get out alive, which is great. And I just love this character. It was, he was so... I don't know, obviously he's going to be one of the fan favorites coming out of it, and Sylvester Stallone I think was a big part of that, making it a more unique take on the character. My runner-up is Ratcatcher 2, played by Daniela Melchor, and she's probably, to me, the breakout most surprising performance from this movie. She's so fantastic. She's the easily the heart and soul of the movie, and I loved how they set up her backstory with her father, and I loved any moment Taika Waititi was in the film playing her father, and it just... I just loved any scene with that, and she might have my favorite sequence of the movie when, you know, she's calling all the rats to swarm on Starro, and the music playing during that scene was awesome, but again, this isn't, you know, how good scenes were, it's how good the character is, and she's just not as much of a villain, she's definitely a lot more, um, more of a good person, she has better intentions, and she has one of my favorite lines in the movie where she talks about, like, um, she'd rather die betting on love or something such a great line and then again she's such a big part of the heart and soul of this movie and gives it more emotion instead of just being a generic superhero film where these terrible people are doing terrible things trying to save the world but coming in at number one is Bloodsport he's the character obviously played by Idris Elba Robert Dubois the character's name is Robert Dubois in the movie he's the character that I think easily gets the most complete journey throughout the entire movie and speaking of Ratcatcher 2 he also has some great heart-to-heart -heart moment with Ratcatcher too, as well as there's also actually they they both kind of are the characters that get the most moments to actually just be themselves and give the audience information. Uh, he actually he is like you know obviously in terms of the action he has some awesome gadgets, awesome action scenes, but also he gets a full character arc. And this character at the beginning believed that he was irredeemable. He his relationship with his daughter was messed up, and then by the end you see that. His daughter sees that he's a hero and that they, and that he's accomplished what they thought he couldn't do. And, of course, that ties into Sebastian the Rat, who, I guess, kind of saw some good in him. And then comes back into play in, you know, the final scene. And I just love that this character, I think, is the character in this movie, he probably gets the most complete story. Maybe just with the exception of Ratcatcher 2 also up there. And that's the reason that they come in at number one and number two for me on this list. And obviously, again, like I said, Bloodsport's played by Edward Salvo, who's phenomenal. He's, and he's an entertaining character. He has, you know, a journey to go on in the movie, and that's why, to me, he is at number one. So with that said, guys, thank you guys so much for listening to this ranking of the Suicide Squad characters. If you enjoyed this, make sure to share it with your friends, as well as, well as follow the podcast for more rankings. My DCU ranking should drop in a couple of days. I was going to do that today, but I thought... This would be a bit more of a fun list to make, and I did enjoy that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.